Hi, and welcome to the Post-Acute Point of View, our discussion hub for healthcare technology in the out-of-hospital space. Here we talk about the latest news and views on trends and innovation that can impact the way post-acute care providers work. And we take a look at how technology can make a difference in today's changing healthcare landscape in both home-based and facility-based care organizations and the lives of the people they serve. Today, we hear from Naveen Gupta, Senior Vice President of Home and Hospice Division for Matrix Care, and his special guest. Let's dive in. Greetings again. Uh, welcome to our mini-series focused on the topic of enterprise solutions. My name is Naveen Gupta. I am the Division Head for the Home and Hospice Division at Matrix Care. We will discuss the role of design and scale for an enterprise solution. Joining me is John Weatherby. He is the Chief Technology Officer at Matrix Care. Welcome, John. Good afternoon, Naveen. Thanks for having me. So, John, you know, the entire series is really built around this topic of identifying key cornerstones that make up an enterprise solution. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, products and solutions can be termed an enterprise solution. But we're trying to really get to and understand what really makes up an enterprise solution. And one of the topics that we're going to now dissect is what does it mean designed for scale and availability? Now, why this is important, John, before you answer this question is we've got 63, 64 million seniors. We, we are in the post-acute space, 10,000 uh, Medicare beneficiaries being added every single day. The volume of clients, patients, residents will be only growing dramatically. And so solutions need to be able to keep up with this. So unpack for us, John, what, when we talk about an enterprise solution designed for scale and availability, what does it mean? Sure. Great. Uh, great question. I mean, I think I'd probably start it with thinking, how do we, let's define it. And really from my perspective, it means that solution will operate as designed, whether it's used by five users or 10,000 users. Mm -hmm. It should provide the same experience to the user, the same performance, and being available means that it matches our contractual commitments for the product, but as well, and more importantly, what's the customer experience? Is the customer able to determine that there are 999 other users using the system at the same time, or do they feel like they're the only one? Sure. So when, when we look at it and think about it on, in the engineering team, it really means looking at it from a number of different perspectives. So number one is designing for success. And I think this is an area where a lot of technology projects fall down. You have to start out assuming that a solution will be commercially successful and widely adopted. That adds complexity, requires planning so that the, the solution can grow gracefully. We often say on our team, build for today and design for tomorrow. And what that really means is don't over-engineer, don't spend too long up front trying to design but at the same time, ensure that there's firm principles in place so that the, the design, the architecture, and the operational models account for growth. One item that I think is often missed in that as well is the workflow and the usability aspect. Mm -hmm. Able to understand how the user will interact with the solution and what the critical aspects are for them uh, can dramatically change how you build it. I think secondarily, there's probably two more items that really bubble up for me. One is it has to be commercially viable. You can dramatically over-engineer solutions, but the cost to build it and grow it has to be acceptable and manageable. It has to make it viable 
in the market or, or for your own, not even as a vendor, just for your own, uh, in your own operations. That means the ongoing operational costs has to be consistent. It has to avoid hockey stick-like curves. So as we add users, it doesn't dramatically grow. I like to think of it as with a manufacturing metaphor that we have to manage the cost of goods and that relates to the cost of sale of the solution. So you can't spend too much on the manufacturing aspect because on the retail side, you're not able to, to realize it. And I think the last part is really, it must be easy to scale it. Automation and removal of manual steps and processes are critical in design. Almost any solution can be scaled, but when it's difficult and requires extensive effort to do it, it's not an effective design and, and it often fails. John, super helpful. Like if, we, if I were to translate that into, I am an intake specialist and I'm working with the platform. I am a clinician in the field, right? Or I am within a facility and I'm going from room to room, right? Doing medication disbursement. To your point, it doesn't matter if there are 10,000 users in the system that are using it. My experience and responsiveness is critically important, right? It is important for me to be able to get through my day with not waiting on a wait screen of some sort or a lag of minutes or even more. And then from an availability perspective, as I understand, just the fact that when I need the solution, it is available for me, that I can use it when I need it on demand. And I think to your point about SLAs and what the technology partner promises is critically important, but I'm just trying to see from an end user perspective what that really means. Absolutely. I think one way to, to maybe summarize it, and I can't remember which technology luminary said this, but really our job as a technology vendor or any technology vendor is to stay out of the way of the experience between the caregiver and the patient. And, yeah. and available to definitely fall into that. Um, you don't want to be sitting there waiting. You don't want to say, well, just a minute, I'll, uh, I'll come back in five minutes because the system is slow. We, we've all experienced that in retail or on the phone with uh, organizations, and it's very frustrating. It is super frustrating. Now, are there any ways to assess, right? So I am a provider. I am an operator looking to an enterprise solution, and I am going to have some conversations with my technology partner how am I going about assessing the scalability and availability? Another good question. Maybe I'll start out this, this section with, uh, really, I'm not a big, huge boxing fan uh, <laughs> or a Mike Tyson fan, but there's a great quote from Mike Tyson that's along the lines of, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And it's brutal, but really the same concept applies. There's a, a number of things we have to do to achieve scalability and availability targets. Understanding that the problem, desired outcomes, the workflow, building the plan that supports the delivery, being able to pilot and test continuously with business as usual load levels. So basically the way it would work in a production environment to ensure that we're simulating real life and then having the monitoring in place. So I was really summarizing that back to, to really address the question. I think working with your technology partner means that they're able to take you through that process and explain what they're doing. There's oftentimes we bring our own customers into it to help us through that piloting process and get their real life experience to make sure that we're on target to what we're developing. And that's one model for it. Sure. I, I think on the other side that it's being prepared through SOC 2 and, and other audits. They provide the, the guarantee or indicator that as an organization, we're prepared for when that eventual metaphorical punch in the mouth comes, uh, yeah. that we're able to react to it. 
So having all of our monitoring in place and the, the scalability capabilities, whether that's in an on-premise data center or in the cloud, so that we're able to react. Yeah, so it sounds like there are you know, very specific objective measures to assess, right? You could talk about the SOC 2, or you can ask specific questions around the infrastructure you know, and monitoring, right? So you, know, you give specific examples on that, and that's helpful, right? So it's not just an answer saying, yeah, yeah, we scale, right? Because I'm a provider, I might start out with a 50 census, 100 census. As you know, John, there's tremendous diversification that's happening in our industry. So I might be doing home health and then I'm pursuing personal care services and doing private duty, or I might be doing hospices. The hospices are moving upstream right now and they're expanding into palliative care, or I'm skilled nursing and I might be buying additional buildings and getting into senior living for that matter. And with all of this, it becomes critically important that the platform, the enterprise platform has what it needs to be able to scale because as you know, it could be quite complex, you know, to be able to sort of rectify that on the fly when that punch comes to your point, right? If there's a plan in place or not. Also thinking about it, oftentimes when you're talking about scalability and availability, does it only apply to software solutions? Because, you know, with telehealth, telemonitoring, we've got digital devices there, we've got lots of other infrastructure that powers all of this. How should we be thinking about scalability and availability with regards to the entire solution and platform, or does it just apply to software here? No, no, that's a, again, a great point. I think it's really across the whole ecosystem. And and that that's a term that we tend to use pretty heavily in our engineering teams because it really is an ecosystem. It's software, it's IoT devices, it's the infrastructure that we live on, it's our customers' facilities and how they interact with it. And just as important, it's the processes that we use to manage all of that and to be able to communicate and interact. So we tend to look at our availability and scalability as being the combination of, of the entire solution and all those components plays a critical role in that. One of the areas that's really critical is the process aspect because the cause of many solutions failing is because the supporting processes are unscalable. It, mm-hmm. They tend to either be too human-based or too focused on a specific knowledge set and one of the amazing things with technology in the time that we live in is that it's growing so quickly. We're able to use, whether it's AI or ML or lots of different techniques to be able to take away some of that repetitive work and build it into the the actual machine or into the software to be able to do it for us and make it much more scalable and and less challenging in the case of something like a pandemic when people were sick or, or couldn't come to work, as an example. John, this is great. You're giving us a lot of different things to think about. And, you know, we're, this is a mini series that we're, we could probably spend an hour, John, with your experience and background talking more about this, and we could break it down even further. But, you know, it, it's to stir the thinking, it's to stir the conversation, will point to all of the other resources for those that are looking to get more information. But one of the things that we've been doing as part of the mini series is equipping providers as they're looking to potentially consider a different platform or they've grown and the current platform you know has limitations on security has limitations on scale and availability and they're looking to potentially in, in this case might be switching to a different EHR what are some of the fundamental questions they should be asking to assess the, their capabilities right the partners capabilities in terms of scale and availability. And we'll make these questions available as a downloadable so that folks have this. But John, just again, what are some of the fundamental questions to bring to the table as you're having this dialogue? 
for me, there's, there's three items that really come to mind. Number one is, does the, the vendor host their own data center or are they in the cloud? And this one's a little tricky because it's not a right or a wrong answer. The hybrid setups are very common. To be honest, matrix care is one. And, and uh, depending on the products we're talking about, there's a lot of benefits overall. We see the long-term path, though, to always end up in the cloud. That means we take away all of the challenges around managing your, your own infrastructure availability, especially right now with supply chain challenges. It's a big issue for a lot of organizations. Sure. Now, on-premise has some very important aspects to look at, too, that some organizations will be very concerned about, and that's data residency or access requirements. So that's why, in this case, it's not a binary answer. It's really understanding what fits for your organization. The other two areas are really security and compliance is an area that you want to, to check into. Certifications like PCI DSS, HIPAA, SOC 2, really show the maturity of a vendor. Mm-hmm. And then the last is just overall understanding the vendor's integration capabilities. Do they have APIs to get real-time data and events? Do they integrate into an IoT ecosystem to be able to expand the capabilities of the solution? Do they have BI capabilities that allow you to define your own reports or a path towards? So there's, there's a lot. The integration aspect is really that future expandability into other vendor offerings that allow you to, to really grow quickly. Yeah, John, and I think there is a linear relationship, right? As the census population that you're taking care of, the inbound, you know, for referrals coming in, right? Or outbound to the faxes that you're sending out or you're importing medication or you're making medication orders. uh, All of these are a function of the growth that the patient population that a provider is taking care of. And therefore it becomes critically important that the systems responsiveness and availability does not degrade with the growth that they're experiencing. I think the the decision to switch and replace an enterprise solution such as an EHR can be a huge consideration. And thinking through the IT side, I think, you know, the, the clinicals get a lot of attention, financials and the operational, but the information technology side, some of the enterprise elements, the key cornerstones, you know, is equally important from the security and availability. So, John, thank you for giving us the tools to consider and think about. And I'm sure there's going to be more opportunities for us to keep having conversations around this. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Nibir. That concludes the latest episode of the Post-Acute Point of View from Matrix Care. We have a lot of guests and topics coming up that you won't want to miss, so be sure to subscribe. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, and if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, leave us a review. To learn more about Matrix Care and our solutions and services, visit matrixcare.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. Be well, and we'll see you next time.